you're not defined by a fleeting moment, a decision you've made or a thought that you have or the way that you acted. You can turn it. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Is your Amazon private label business set to survive the downturn? Most sellers don't know. Surviving a downturn means squeezing out more profits and slashing waste. But many sellers don't know exactly where their business is making or losing money. If that's you, we can help. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a quick but powerful diagnosis of your biggest issue, just go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your free instant analysis. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash ladles and jelly spoons, boys, girls, grills, everybody out there who is in the e-commerce space today. We are talking to Christian Hoyle from Mindset Mentoring. Christian is a mindset coach who works with professionals, entrepreneurs, and sales teams to help them create a better version of themselves. We've had Christian on before. This is a second bite of the cherry, man of a lot of energy and passion for the subject. It's something that I'm reluctantly coming to realize yet again is really important, even though I like to trust numbers and strategies and all that sort of stuff. Truth is, for a solopreneur particularly, absolutely critical. So Christian, welcome back to the show, man. Good to see you again. Excellent. Thanks so much. Great. Really enjoyed the first one, so I'm happy to go again. Yeah, me too. So we're going to try and sort of cut to the chase and the, the I'll try them on the tradition of the internet. We're going to give a five point or seven point or seven, 29 steps to heaven. And we're going to have five main ways to change your mindset. We've mentioned some before, but let's get really how to today. So just a quick reminder, what do we even mean by changing your mindset? What are we changing here? Changing your mindset, changing a mindset is someone with a good mindset looks at everything they come and finds solutions, whereas someone else looks at it, finds ways in order for them to destroy them. Oh, it's this, oh, whereas someone else thinks, all right, that's a problem. I want to get around it. Everything's a solution, just waiting to happen. And that's internally for yourself. Wherever you want to be, there's a solution to get you there. You just have to start forming them little things, them little changes in order to do it. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Oh, and by the I, way, just if you're a hardcore guy like me, there's a bit wants to think of themselves as very commercial minded. If you are able to see solutions when everyone else sees problems, that is so commercially valuable. It's mm -hmm. giant. And, and like people miss that all the time. I'm like, dude, this, this mindset stuff isn't just for, you know, happiness. It is for happiness. And like, why the hell are you working if you're going to be miserable anyway? But even if you're just driven by numbers, I mean, like, trust me, this is critical. Okay. So what do we need to do then? You've got five points to think for this. What do we actually need to do? Right. So the first painting. one. Point number one, so important. It's not, it's, for me, it's my most pivotal thing that helps me become who I am. And that's routine. Any routine, it could be my routine of work. Like I have a day routine every morning that I get up. I actually lie in bed. Well, my first routine is to go. And this comes from when something really bad happened to me when I got financially frauded and my life was in chaos. And as soon as I woke up, I had deep thoughts running through. I, I connect with that first part is open my eyes, 
today's going to be a good day. What am I going to do about it? Before I've even put my foot down, I'm thinking this is going to be a good day. That doesn't always get me going. I'm not going to lie. But it's beginning of, it does have an impact. My first routine, I come downstairs and I drink water. Simple routine. But if I'm hydrated, I'm feeling good. Next one is I'm going to go and get movement. I'm going to instantly go outside and I'm going to get movement. I'm outside. I'm doing some exercise. Then routines. Then I have a routine with work. So how do I go about my work? You know, I work so, so many days and I have a routine for how that works. It's like routine motivates me. Consistency makes me drive, keeps going. And when I keep to something, I'm proving a point to me because no matter how I'm feeling, sometimes I'm in it, I don't want to go on the walk. Or I don't want to go to this meeting. Or I don't want to do this podcast because my mood is interchanging all the time. So I wish yours, and I know it is, and you know, like yours, Michael, everyone who's listening, the mood is constantly like this and you're not always feeling it. But if you say consistent, keep saying that you learn to always do it no matter what. And that's the thing. Because if you set something you know is good for you, you better do it all the time. And it's not like you can't take a break. You know, I meet lots of people who are up and down with the weight and it's, they lack consistency, they lack routine. And that's what it comes down to. They do it all the time sometimes and then just stop. I do it all the time, even when I don't want to do it. And I'm always looking at new things in my routine to make it feel good. I'm obsessed by open water swimming at the minute. Obsessed. I do live in a lake district, but it was about mind over matter at first. And it's not like that because it's nice and warm. I love it. But I'll go, soon it gets cold again, it's mind over matter. Proving a point that I can do it because I want I, I want the end effect. I want the feeling it gives to my body when I've done it. I hate getting in, but I'm proving mm-hmm. to myself, keep the routine. I can do it. If I can do that, what else can I do? So that's the first point. So important. I know some people in Hampstead in, in North London near me and they go to the Hampstead Ponds, which is a very old tradition. And they go there, they have a little group of crazy people that will go swimming there and, you know, all times of year, including when it's seriously cold. So you're kind of people. And, um, I totally get why they do that. Like, because that consistency makes you kind of a braver person. That's why there's a kind of almost like a weird, a bit like people who are members of elite special forces. And well, this is like the amateur version, I guess that you don't have to go and kill anybody or, or get through U.S. Marines selection or the SAS. But nevertheless, you're doing something that everyone else looks at and go, that's crazy, I wouldn't do that. I'm like, yeah, the reason that matters is because you're forcing yourself to do it consistently and that builds a different kind of person. I'm like, I totally get it. By the way, I haven't done it. I'm not that person, but I should be. But you have done it. You have done it in a lot of things. You just can't. It's just that I've mentioned certain things, but there's yeah. a lot of things that you're unbelievably consistent and you always do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm semi consistent in the exercise world. I have been semi consistent with running. I mean, I certainly remember running in a half marathon in, in a sort of quite a lot of rain because, like, this is Britain. It's not quite as rainy yeah. down here as it is in the normal, but pretty similar. And like, you know, I thought this is fine. I don't mind. I'm good with that. But my knees got in the way, and they, you know, maybe that's an excuse. I need to do what your son did and likely figure a way around it. Okay, so that's number one: routine and consistency. So that sounds really important, and I totally get why that's important. I guess most entrepreneurs know that they need to be better at that. What's number two then? What's the second? Number two is intention. Whatever you do in your life, do it with intention and put purpose into it. And if you set the intention before what you want and going to achieve from it, you'll always achieve it. So if you go on a date and you're not thinking about being romantic and about being nice, is it going to be the best date? If you go to a meeting and you're not intentional about putting your point across in a certain way, are you really going to get to where you want to be with it? As a parent, a parent in, Intention. I've, my son's got his two last GCSEs today 
the old me of old behavior, like I did with Dylan, was to shout when I wasn't happy. That doesn't work. The attention I've had with Lucas is the last week he, was, he, was, he took his foot off the pedal. So I'm ringing him up, doing power talks. I don't know where they got. I went, listen, I know that it's so easy now. It's hot outside, but we've got to be intentional about our studies and make sure that they, if we want to get to that end, and I take you and all, if you're getting good results, it's because you were intentional this week. And it's like, whatever you do, be intentional about it. Anything. You know, mindset is intention on you. So that's what, when someone comes to work with me, they're being intentional about, about, instead of moaning about the things they don't like about themselves, they're actually addressing it and doing something about it. Because some people go their whole life and don't ever do that because they're not intentional. You know, it's a word that, for me, if you always think, am I inten being intentional in what I'm doing now? You know, and then you'll always be there. You'll always feel the benefits of it. I'll always have things. It'll always add to you. And it brings back to being consistent again because intentional comes into consistency. Just yeah. be intentional about everything you do, as little as what it may be. I love this. And it reminds me of things that anyone from Zen and the Art of Archery and piano teaching that I've done in the past all the way through to CEOs and small businesses. Like if you practice, like Zen and the Art of Archery isn't about archery. It's about, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be Zen and the Art of making tea. Like the tea ceremony is a big thing in, in Japan. I don't really know much about it, but it's about the, the habit of focus and getting something done or at least aiming towards a particular target. And I think that translates absolutely directly into business success because most small business owners, and I've been absolutely one of those for a lot of time, and I'm trying to really change that now, wander along and worry about operational stuff day to day, week to week. They're reacting, you know, they come in, <laughs> it sort of reminds me of Reginald Perry and when, when they're having a, a good time, the cigars faster, when they're, they're having a bad time, it's more like literally people's ego, they come into a mastermind meeting. This is some of the people have been in this stuff for generations and they're like, big sales last month, feeling good. Bad last last month's more sales feeling bad. I'm like, this is all just reactive. What do you want? What do you want to get in three years? What, what is mm. this business you're building? Who are you going to sell it to? You know, okay, have you talked to business brokers about is this business sellable? Go talk to them. Mm. Not necessarily because you're going to get the answer, but because you're setting out a clear intention of building a future thing to sell. Like, and that just whenever I put that message out there, it's not because I'm a genius and know all the answers, but it changes the conversation because like now yeah. they're thinking about what am I building in five years time? And that is, it's so powerful. I, I really love this stuff. And I love the fact that if you practice intentionality everywhere, it translates to everything else you do. It's just brilliant. Mm. Absolutely massive fan of this. Everything, everything. That's yeah. a good example actually you gave that. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, like, I, I just think in the modern world, we practice being manipulated by everyone else's intentions. So you go on Facebook and your brain is scrambled because it's supposed to scramble your brain. That's what it's designed for. The people that are becoming billionaires on Facebook or millionaires as marketers on Facebook are the ones benefiting. So there you go. We, we all live in an intentionality scrambling universe. So strategy number three, what's the next one? Only on intention. I try and say that on my social medias, every walk, I love walking, I love mountain. It's good for the mind, good for the body, good for the soul. Good. It's just food for everything. I met little reels. And do you know what I want the reels to do? Hey, I have a really good day. I love watching them. My last one was the best one I've ever done. We did infinity pools. We swam in a lake. We got in waterfalls. We walked up a mountain. I want to inspire people to have an intention, them going and doing it. Because I want them to see that uh, they people know I'm a happy person. Probably don't, you know, they probably don't see the other side. So, you know, I'm not happy all the time to bring myself up every day. I'm not going to lie. But that intention that I have of it comes through. Simple. And I just said it then. Next one's movement. You've got to be moving around, creating your own energy inside yourself. And I'm not saying go for 10 mile runs. I'm not saying six mile runs. I'm saying use outside. I'm saying use, I've got, this is a new thing. So it's not, 
if I've got something to think about that in between the end of my kitchen and the end of that, it's quite long. I'm at a pace now to think. Pace. But sometimes I'm in here and I think, oh, I can't think of it. I go outside and I walk for five minutes because I think I need to change my state of my mind sort of thing. We know that exercise, endorphin release, putting your heart rate, a certain thing as that. And I do all that. And I'd love everyone to do it. But some people don't want to do it. But everyone can walk. And if you can't walk because you've got a disability, we'd look at something that you can do. So it's like the majority of people are. And like, if you keep moving, like you're moving your energy, you're moving your mind, you're moving the time, you're moving with it. If you stay stagnant where you are all the time, that's where you'll be in your life, stagnant. Movement. I don't like to push. I'm not pushing exercise. I'm pushing, I'm pushing, taking your body serious and what, what makes it work, you know? And that's what it does. Moving it around makes it work. If you stay sedentary, you're just staying still. And it's a great metaphor for life. And you don't want to stay still in life. You want to keep moving, keep going, keep moving. When we're on the computer here for a bit, I'm, you know, it's I'm standing. My computer, I'm standing. I yeah. Stand. That's super wise. Actually, I've, I've tried to set, make my setup such that I can stand, but the trouble is I, I'm obsessed with making notes, partly so we can create really you know, useful show notes. But I've got read AI making notes here, so maybe one day I'll trust the computers to make the notes and stand up because I'm totally with you on that. But I, I think you're right. There's something very, very powerful at a at subconscious level, like that movements or momentum are metaphors. There's no such thing as a business literally having momentum or movement, but we literally physically experience movement. And I think there is a powerful subconscious metaphor that if we physically move, like if you stride into a room, well, I literally, I still conduct local amateur choirs a bit. It's not my main income now. I literally run on stage sometimes, but like RSC does that, Royal Shakespeare Company does that because it gets a sense of energy and it energizes me. And then that translates to everything. So before I've opened my mouth or wave my arms, it, it changes things. And I think when we're online focused people, we can fall into forgetting that. And you're so right. That's so important. I'm always going for walks when they've got a difficult problem. It's, just, it, it's so helpful. I can't I'm say obsessed with walking. I like, because it yeah. all is, like, it's the, yeah. it's being outside. It's interesting, right? This, I've got to, so I go to gym three times a week, so a routine, talked about that before. Every time I've gone, there's this woman who walks on the, the whole time I'm in the gym, she just walks on the running machine. I live in the Lake District. I, in where I live, there's 10 walks that are phenomenal. She walks every day there. I can't, I, I, I know. Like, <laughs> she's still moving but I'd love her to be outside and doing it but at least she's doing it I was going to say yeah if you're in central London then it's more understandable except like you know okay it, it can be a bit traffic filled and, and full of shouty people because that's normal for London like outside my window here but but there's energy and you can choose to be annoyed by it or you can choose to take it on right movement is movement but yeah absolutely with you on that um, strategy number four what's the next one so just so I'm writing my website at the minute, and one of the things I wanted to start doing is take people on mindset walks, where we go out for a walk, and I start I, instead of doing it in a coaching session, just we sat down, we talk through life over a little bit of a time, and I really because how I think is not it's like a unique way I've learned how to manage myself, and I think that's really important that you take your own thing off managing you. The next one susses like this one out. Next one's connections. Whoever you surround yourself is who you want to be and who you want to emulate, who you want to come. A big part of mine is I've, last night was Thursday night and I had a Thursday crew. We go on a five and a half mile walk and then we go to the pub. Nice. But these are people that I chose 15 years ago. They're all older than They're all entrepreneurs or professionals and that's, they make me feel good. They empower me. I look forward to my Thursdays. I've actually got another group because who I'm with, I become. So if I start looking at the people I'm with and see what they've done, what they're achieving, that's where I'm going to go. 
And it's really important that a lot of the, like when I were youngsters, I'm like, who are you talking to? Like, who are you, someone you want to be? Because if you're not talking to people like that, how are you going to become it? Because you need to know the little things that makes them get in there. Because it is little things that they do differently to everyone else. They might be a superpower mind and you won't have their IQ. And some people are just really cool and they're charismatic and you, you can't, you can't really copy that. But then you can copy the little things they do that, yeah, I always do this then. I think this is important then. Seeing how they're doing things so you can emulate to be one of them. It's some I've read laws, but it is so true. You become, you, if you knock around with six, if you knock around with five people, you're that sixth person who's going to follow where they are. So you'll yeah. pick their little things. It's just so important. Like successful people, it's like there's reasons why they got success. Yeah. I, I love that. And I think what happens is that, again, the unconscious kicks in that you're going to unconsciously start modeling or absorbing like, simple words. NLP people like to use modeling and blah, 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 blah. And everyone, you know, I could tell you into NLP and I had a, a, a sort of brush with that in the past, shall we say. So I wouldn't claim that I'm properly trained in it, but you just absorb stuff. And, and by the way, the thing, you can't copy somebody's IQ, but you can copy the way they think. You can't copy yeah. somebody's charisma, but if you hang around with more charismatic people, I think it does rub off. I, I have to say, in like my background is as a performer, so I know some very charismatic performers and it does rub off. Confidence that somebody has who's really charismatic tends to be infectious and that can be part of the picture can't it and then little strategies little things they do I, I think it's yeah again i love the fact that what you do is really simple and straightforward well let's look at the so other powerful. one powerful yeah you're one of the people i've started connecting with and then you one day go actually i'm going to this place there do you want to come now you've let me into you in a kingdom of the people that help you the next minute i've come along to your thing and i've met richard who's one of your big the oh, talk to richard said he's the one i think wow he led me to richard what have I got to learn from him? And then they putting me into the right kind of people every time. It's not that using people to get anywhere. It's just your life. Remember, it's always mindsets and importance of where you are. Well, that's really important who you're around. You can't change your family, but you can manage the time that you're with them. Because a lot of people I get, they go, it's my family. I have to do this and that. And I go, how can we manage it? I, I understand you're still going to be that family. How can I manage it best for you? At the end of the day, they're not going to be the ones best for you. Because go back to you wake up and go to bed every night on your own, in your head. So sometimes you've got to think about you, think about what's best for you. Yeah, I like that. And also, if you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash. Yeah, your point, you can't always change your family, but you can change, I guess, a couple of things, one of which is how you choose to respond to them. I was saying about like my wife's had a bad day at work or if your son's slacking off because the sun's out totally common scenarios right and the other one is you can however choose who you hang out with the rest of the time and like that's that's so critical okay brilliant stuff what's the fifth strategy the well, fifth one is the most important one for me well no no it's not no it's not actually because i think that they all come in but i think this is really important to put it across because people forget this one this is you don't you're not defined by a fleeting moment a decision you've made or a thought that you have or the way that you acted you can turn it so if I this more, like sometimes I'm, if I'm in a mood, I'm a kid and I'm out of order, but it's up to me. I can either not do anything about that, not highlight. What I do is I'll go upstairs, a little tail between my legs. I'll go in, I'll go, listen, I'm really sorry. I should never, ever shout like that. You don't deserve it. It's not how you should deal with things. And I'm sorry. I'll always do that because I want to teach them. I want to teach them that that's, that, uh, that you don't have to be held by the things that you do. We make a mistake, you know? And your thought process is, 
whatever your thinking is, like you get up and you're annoyed. You're only annoyed then. What are you doing about changing it? You know what I mean? What are you doing about it? You're like, it's like, I feel unhappy. What are you doing about it? Because you're not that moment. What's the consistency that you're going to do to change it? You know, you might have said something stupid. You think, oh, why? Did, I mean, I do that all the time. Why did I say that? What? Yeah. What made me, and it's when I'm nervous, I think, what made me say that? And I might go, don't know why I said that before. I was a bit, I might joke about it because I know they've remembered it. You know what I mean? But it's not a fleeting moment. I've made a lot of bad decisions in my past. I'm not a prisoner to it. I made, at that time, I thought it was the right decision. Now, be more educated or whatever. And it could be two months ago. It could be last week. And I can look at it now and think, all right, I'm it. And I don't want to hold up. Oh, you, Lou, you shouldn't have done it and feel really, that doesn't help me. Do you know what helping me is dealing with it? Go, all right. Dealing with it might be, okay, I made a mistake. That's it. I've done it. Or it might be, okay, I did do that. But what else can I do? How can I pull it back? How can I rectify it? And it's about, we're not, like, like I might be unconfident sometimes, but I'm confident. You know, I had one recently. I turned up at this business to do a, a mindset discussion. I walked in. It was like the Wolf of Wall Street. I was intimidated. I walked in and it was like mental. It was in Liverpool. I had the best view I've ever seen. The office was so thing, and they went and she went, you're going to deliver right there. Right in the middle, they turned around to the desk 50 of them. And I was like, okay. I had to be like, right. And I had a, we, had a, we had an IT problem and I had to be thinking, okay, let's, let's get into this now. All right, NLP, think about, I've done this before, I'm good at this. I feel a little bit nervous, I breathe. So it's like, you know, like at that time, I could have let that, I could have let my unconfidence be the thing, but I'm not unconfident. But sometimes I am unconfident. Sometimes I say the wrong thing. Sometimes I tell the wrong joke. Sometimes I do things. Majority of times I say the right thing. Majority of times I do good things. And that's great. But I don't overanalyze them. But I overanalyze the mistakes. And I think, you know, if you identify as a mistake, we can move on. Do not let it take away your belief, your confidence, who you are, and let it eat you away. All you can do is sometimes think, okay, it's done now. You know, it might be, a, you know, you, like I meet people who, trusted the wrong person like I did. I made a mistake. It was a massive one. And keep eating me up about it, but it's not going to get me anywhere. I just have to think going forward what's best for me now and take that as the importance. You know, you're not a fleeting moment. You're not a fleeting thought. You're not a fleeting decision. You're the person who reacts to the things that's going on. And as long as you're consistent within yourself, consistent to you, you're all right. And mostly, I'll say that again. I'll say that to everyone. You're all right. We're all all right. We're all right until we decide we're not. Let's decide we're all right. I like that. You're all right until you decide you're not. I, I mean, that's that's profound. So I'm going to mess with this neat five-part structure because that's that's like for the internet, but real life, I, I feel, demands something like this. I mean, this is a whole can of worms, but let's just touch on it. Mental health issues. Because obviously, the, the, you know, depression, ADHD, mm. which I've dealt with a lot in, in the past when I've t taught kids, just piano one-to-one. -one. I didn't get profoundly into it, but you know, bipolar disorder. Those are the ones that spring to mind. There are others, more serious ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So, so those are real problems. Without trying to become psychoanalysts or psychiatrists yeah. or whatever, let's touch on this. How do, how do we do we just kind of say all the things we've said aren't valid in those situations? Or what's your view on that? Because it's a very nuanced, difficult one, but I've got to ask it because it's so... But there's a certain that's 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 uh, it, it, it's there. It's a chemical in your brain. It's going on, like depression, bipolar and stuff like that. Well, I think if you look at something that led up to it, how could we have been different to be like more, if we like to spend, like, I never use the word mental health because I totally believe in like, I sometimes have bad days, not many, 
and I've been under some pressures in my life, especially in the last three years, but my, I follow all these mindset routines because they're all about putting me in a place where I, I'm all right. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if I don't do my morning walk every day, yeah, maybe I might end up being a bit down. If I don't do my other stuff, like I'm a sociable person, I'm always meeting people. It's really important to me. I need it. Not some of the people don't, they're an introvert. They don't actually like, they hate the thought of having a chat. When I said to you before, people can do, we'll have a discovery call about possibly working or just to talk about mindset. I like that energy. That gives me, that makes me feel good. If I don't get it, then maybe I might feel a bit down, further down the line. And it's like, by me looking at like exercise, we know it creates endorphins. Endorphins make you feel better. And it all, that's just one chemical, but it's all the rest of the thing. I feel my confidence, my belief, the rest of it. So I, I never let that lack. I stay consistent at all that. I'm inconsistent at certain areas of my work and I know it. I am actually coming up with a plan to shell shock myself and put me right out there because I think that's so important for me. But like my mental health, mental health is the most important thing in the world. And I call it mindset because if you work on your mindset and you take an intention and importance about how you feel and how you act and start saying, why am I feeling like that? Then because I'm doing that, I need to stop it. Do you know what I mean? I used to go partying all the time till five in the morning. I think in the morning that would destroy me because it'd ruin everything the next day. The next day I'm down because I'm tired and I'm not feeling good because I drank too much. You know, I, I actually do drink, but I don't drink too much now because I've learned that's not best for me. Every so often, remember going back, I make that mistake of doing some of the causes in the effect on me, made a mistake or whatnot. And I think, all right, here, here we go. What am I going to do? I'm not going to dwell in it. Like we feel bad. Like, First ever paid client that I got as a coach, he was feeling, he was feeling ashamed about something. And when we got that ashamed is a self-thought feeling. You made that up. You decided it. No one else is making you feel ashamed. You did. And it's all coming to you. You know, like at some point, why are you doing that to yourself? Why do you want to do that? And at the end of it, he, he, I'll tell you how he started. He was really intelligent and he had a really good job. And I'm thinking, what do I do for this guy? Then I went, so what's the problem? And he went, that would be the problem. That's exactly what he did. By the end of the session, I said, what, how, are you, how are you feeling now? And he went, everything you said, right, I put all that on me. Why would I do that to me? Why would I make myself feel like that? And I went, it's mad, isn't it? And he went, it's mad. Now I can laugh about it, but you're right. Because I was allowing that to happen. And that might be other things. I'm not saying because I actually did, I know depression's real because I know my friend at the minute is going through it. He's lost weight. But one thing he's done, he's stopped doing certain stuff that make you feel good. And that's what I'm pushing him with at the minute. I'm ringing him a lot. I'm being that person you, you should have in your life. I'm gonna, in fact, I'm going to ring him immediately after this podcast to say, what's he on with this, after, this afternoon? Let's do something. But it's like, it is a thing and he is feeling it and he's feeling the stresses of work he is. But now I'm like, come on, what are we going to do to get you back there? Well, how much importance are we playing? What are the things you know you need to do right now to make yourself feel good? And he's like, and now he's creating that routine, like going back to the five routines, one of them without a doubt, because he's dropped his routine, his sleeping routine. He's messed with that. So he's sleeping, yeah. staying up late or sleeping too much or not sleeping enough. And that's like, I didn't put it in that list, but sleep is power. It's energy. It's life. It's happiness. If you mess with it, you're messing with you. I should have put that in a list because that comes to routine, but yeah. And then you start looking at your life, stripping it back and go, how can I make it better? How often do you see people that make it feel good? How often, you know, I don't feel like meeting him. He said this to me. This is, he said, I'd sent him two texts and a missed call. And I said, I said, mate, 
And he went, I've got to be honest, I'm not feeling too good not to speak to anyone. He was honest there. All oh, right. So straight away, I'm thinking, right, I need, I'm with it. But because he said that, he immediately addressed the issue and started looking at dealing with it because he let me in because I'm a friend. You know what I mean? So letting people in at some point. But yeah, I'm not. So he's going through that at the minute, but I'm trying to get him to do some activities to make him, because you know what? He's full of confidence and belief. He's got an amazing job. He's a really cool guy. And I'm saying, listen, this is like, how many, like you're, you're 44, five years old. You've had one other spell list. It's three months. All the rest of the time, you are Mr. Belief, Mr. Confidence, very good at what you do, very likable, very funny and all that. Just at the minute, you've forgotten to chip into it. You know, so I'm not answering the thing and I'm not saying it isn't a thing. I'm just saying I'm not, you know, I, I've got three kids, but people that count on me, I often think I can't be down because I've got to keep it all churning and going. And I've got, you know, I've, I've no family other than my kid's mum. She's my family. I don't actually have a big family, so I've got to keep it together. So I got, I've got to keep stuff, got to keep running that castle, got to keep going to the gym, keep drinking the water, keep showing up podcast, keep trying to get work, keep doing it all because if I don't, then that thing might set in and I'm not willing to have it because life's too short. Yeah, I like that. I, I think apart from anything else, I mean, without trying to get into the, the, the realms that are best dealt with by mental health professionals, because as you said, there can be real things, but I don't think anything about any of these strategies would be anything other than really healthy for everybody, including somebody who's got mental health disorders, perhaps even more routine and consistency, intention, movement, connecting with people, moving on from decisions, which is maybe would involve a therapist or something yeah. in, in some cases, but that's still the same process, isn't it? And sleep routines as well. So part of that, I mean, that's another thing, actually think about it. That's one reason why my health is probably not closer to an eight is because my sleep routine has been terrible, but you know what? I, I can do something about that. And, yeah. uh, you know, it probably includes some of the stuff I need to be doing. So look, really, really positive as one would hope for from a mindset coach, but really awesome. <laughs> very, very hands-on, very practical. I like this a lot. So if people want to get some help from you, Christian, one thing we haven't really asked is who are the people that get help from you? I suppose it's entrepreneurs and professionals. Yeah, well, is there a particular type of problem you solve or is just more? Broader? It's more. Like, when, like if people are already running on the high thing, it's because they, they have an importance in the mindset and they do things in order to create that. But in order to run at your best, you need to work on you. And if you haven't been working on you, and if I ask you them three questions, I say, how happy are you? And you say, four or five. I say, what's your mental vitality? And you say, it's low. Then you're already saying you need to be doing some work on you to get somewhere. You know, it's them, it's them simple things. I think I work, like, whoever I work with, like, predominantly who I work with, salespeople, professionals, entrepreneurs. And sometimes a lot of people come to me when they just haven't gone through change in their life. They're having a bit of a change or the the change in their life or they want to change because they're not happy. They've been doing the consistent things forever and they get the consistent results and they want to change their results by having someone else to listen to. And it's like when some this is the mad, you've already told me like I'd straight away be on your salute for your team. And I'd be saying, right, what are you doing about it? When are you making it important? How are you being consistent? What's your routine? Tell me what you're doing next two weeks because it's so important. And then it, it might take a bit of time because you've got to create a habit of it as well. I'd be looking at what you do before it, what you're doing. You're getting it. That might be your one thing we work on the first month. Because what well, soon you crack that one, you're like, yeah, I am a bit more energy. Right, let's look at something else then. So everyone's different. And you contact me on LinkedIn, contact me on all my socials. My name's Christian Hoyle. You can just have a chat. You don't have to work with me. I'll have an initial chat with you. But what we've said in here is just about start making an effort on you and you'll start seeing some results. 
And if you're not making any efforts, you don't get any results. You can't just black, you know, you'll just get, you'll get the same results you've always had. And, the, and then if you're annoyed about, then you must make a change about creating changes. If I was saying one thing, if I say to you, who do you want to be? And you tell me who you want to be, and we need to create a bridge and a gap gets you there. And that bridge and a gap is small incremental changes. And they're not big because they don't work, but they're big in a year. In a year of changes, you've monumental changed everything, but only little bits, just little bits at a time that work with your life. Then you start seeing the benefits, and then you start being intentional, going and getting on it. But I'd love you to contact. I love to work with. I enjoy it. Like you won't believe what I get out of it because I learn a lot, and as well, I'm very honest about me because I think that if I'm honest about me, you don't have to think. Oh, you know, like I'll take. Like they'll think. Oh my god, I can't believe you just. And it's because. How can I expect you to tell me stuff when I don't tell you me? So I'll really let me out. And as well, I don't want that to not like, I think a lot of people in life pretend that their problem isn't their problem. Ah, it's not that. And when someone else says, well, this is me. And they go, all right. Other people do that. I didn't, I didn't know it. And the other one is, this is my pinnacle thing in the work. When I ask you a question, you tell it me. You hearing your own voice, tell it me. You already know the answer. Because when you listen to it spoken out loud, I'll have to, I'll go, you know the answer, don't you? And you go, yeah. Why? Because you just said it out. When else have you let it out your head and put it out and communicate with someone else? It's just there to help you, to work with you, be on your team. Amazing. Well, Christian, it's been very inspiring. I, I think you have a great mindset and it's, you know, the work you've done is, is showing up in you. So, I, you know, various Tony Robbins type quotes spring to mind. And they said, like, if you work on yourself, then you, you know, if you work on a job, you make a living. If you work on yourself, you can make a fortune. I think it's the one that springs to mind, but it sounds too cheesy to be true. But I do think it's the true. fortune aside, you might actually be happy, which might matter a hell of a lot more, to be honest. So uh, Christian, it's been really inspiring. I love what you do. It's great common sense, but nevertheless, great insight. So any final things? I, I guess, to be honest, we've, we've probably hit the time limit. So. Yeah, Tony Robbins' comment that I love the most. Yeah. I'll leave you with this one. I want you to put it in your life. When it, when it, whenever in your life you think everything is falling apart, I want you to think, is it falling apart or is it really falling into place and what will work best? And if you look back at things that happened in your life before, they were falling in place, but it came through heart. But often it was meant to happen for you to feel it. So don't always think what's going on is bad. Think, what am I getting from it? Where's my outcome at the end of it? That's quite profound. That reminds you of the, a lot of the Taoist wisdom as well. You know, you, you don't necessarily know just because it feels bad in the moment does not mean it's not going to have an amazing outcome. So it's also a very positive way of looking at it. <laughs> it's not <working> well. <laughs> you, you're a relentlessly positive guy, which is fantastic in a mindset coach. Of course, it's a given that there's got to be there, but you definitely walk the talk. Christian, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on and, and bringing a blast of energy and that fresh perspective as well that you have very very straight up you're being yourself being authentic you know you're a great example of that great stuff thank you so so much for coming on really being great fun is your amazon private label business set to survive the downturn most sellers don't know surviving a downturn means squeezing out more profits and slashing waste but many sellers don't know exactly where their business is making or losing money if that's you we can help. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a quick but powerful diagnosis of your biggest issue, just go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your free instant analysis. 
If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.